This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <laughs> Did you tell him I'm ready to fight and be over this, being late? No, I didn't tell Good, him thank you. Get <laughs> Dude, what a great part of Kansas City. And uh, he really was. And the, the stories are legendary about him just living really well. That big car with the giant horns on the front, the bar down on Southwest Boulevard, like legendary. Like it reminded me of the great days, you know, of, of football where you, you know, Broadway Joe and he would you'd stroll up and it would just, they knew he'd just bang 14 girls, gotten two fist fights, spent too much money, gambled a little bit, and then somehow came in and won the game for everybody. And that's, uh, that's that era that I loved. Born April 3rd in Dallas, Texas. A graduate of Idaho State University, he was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in 2004, playing defensive end for the team for four years before going on to play for the Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, and going to the Super Bowl as a member of the Carolina Panthers. Along the way racking up 136 sacks, as well as being a five-time Pro Bowl and four-time All-Pro selection. After meeting the troops on a USO tour, he created his own charity, Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors in 2009, in order to build handicapped accessible homes for severely wounded military personnel returning from Iraq and Afghanistan. And now, he's available to make personalized videos on Cameo, with proceeds going to fund his charity. Please welcome, former Chiefs defensive end, Jared Allen. Mr. Jared Allen, how are you, man? I'm good. How you guys doing? I love the uh, the robotic monotone entrance. Hey, listen, you get up a little early and you get the live guy next time. Yeah, right? I know. I was, my, I was actually up. My phone, my phone was dead and I had it on the charger. And then by the time it charged up, I got all your, you know, abusive text messages and all <laughs> that. That was, that. That was so, Jake. That was not me. That was Jake. <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, oh, crap. But I was like, yeah. Yeah. They'll probably wiggle me in somewhere, but yeah, my apologies to everybody. Yeah. I, I like to be, I like to be on time. It was a, uh, well, it was just a basically a retirement error because you know when you retire, you don't need feel the need to charge your phone ever anymore. You just gotta go with it. Listen, and, you're uh, out having the best life ever. <laughs> I will tell you the quote about punctuality that I, I heard not that long ago. It said, "It said punctuality is the virtue of the board," and it made a lot of sense <laughs> to me. You know what I do. I do try to. Uh, I do. I do think it's important to show respect to other people's time, right? That's my only. That's my mm. thing. Otherwise, I don't really care. I love um, but <laughs> hey, our friend, your friend Holly Star is here too. Holly, uh, I believe you know Jared. Jared, you know Holly Star. I do. Yeah, Good morning. The Q one hundred four days, right? Yeah, yeah yes. that's right. 
Yeah. Way back I, in I, the I'm day. Not, I'm, probably, I'm probably not allowed to say that on the radio. No, I don't give a goddamn. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, you're... Uh, radio stations. <laughs> you, you know, it's all Mike Kennedy related. You guys are all law. You guys are reckless on this station. I know that. That's what they always <laughs> admire about you. Hey, listen, Mike Kennedy gave me my start in radio back in the day. I actually knew that. Yeah, yeah. Mike uh, Mike actually texted me earlier. So He's a great Funny story. Dude. Yeah, it's... Uh, Kennedy, Kennedy kind of secretly is everywhere, you know? Yeah. His fingerprints are just kind of all over. He's like he's like the Illuminati behind the scenes. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Listen, and you want to talk about going through life on a tear. One time I uh, left this ridiculous big redneck country club uh, that was over by Bannister Mall, and I had probably been drinking a bit too much. And I'd worked, I don't know, 40, 30, 40, 50 days in a row because Mike just had us going. And I tried to leave with the mast up in the mobile studio and that giant Winnebago they had, and I ripped the power off the building. Like, <laughs> it shut this whole place down. It tore the mast through the top of the Winnebago, kicked the toilet through the door into the front seat, into the passenger side seat. And that dude covered my ass. And I, otherwise, I would have never even been in radio because I'd have been fired on the spot. And that would have been the end of me right there. But that dude uh, actually covered for me on that. That's awesome. That's awesome. You can't be loyalty, right? No, no, that's it. Did I owe him to the end? And I'll always, I'll always remember that. You, That's uh, awesome. So, so here talking about loyalty, dude. I love the idea that you're doing these cameos for uh, your your wounded warriors, your your charity, and it's just. I just think that, see, that's the way to go through this life. It doesn't take a lot of effort, but it's a special thing to have and own, and that money going to help these guys. That's that's just the way you should live. Yeah, well, personally, if I want to do it, um, you know, same reason I'm, you know, I have I have some social media because I think it's, it's a necessity for the foundation. I, I really don't think. Right. It's, in my opinion, it's a little weird, to be honest, if people really want to know what everybody's doing at every time or it's a little right. narcissistic for people to post sure crap of themselves all the time. Sure but I guess that's where we live. And so they approached me about doing it. I was a little sketchy, but then uh, they're like, oh, you can tie it back to your foundation. So, so yeah, you know what? If we can bring a little joy and happiness to others and, and through that process, we can, uh, you know, raise a little money for the cause, then, uh, then we'll do it. So it's, it's been a cool little deal. Um, good positive feedback on it. Um, you know, so it, it's been a, it's been a it's been a cool little process, and I think actually the cameo platform is actually a pretty cool way to to have you know creative interaction between fans and their and the people they're fans of, um, and in 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 like a really we like really professional non creepy way. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. But it is like I, I'll tell you because I love the idea of being able to give somebody this for their birthday, depending on actors, comedians, musicians, whatever. And the idea yeah. that you can bust your buddy's balls, you know, because they can send oh, yeah. you the all the information. They're like this, 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 and you probably don't know this, but he crapped his pants in ninth grade on the school bus. You might yeah, want to throw that. Like in you there. can make it public or private, right? So yeah. if, like if someone sends you a request where you're absolutely just busting someone's chops, then uh, yeah, you can you can make it private or you do a funny one. You can make it public, you know. Uh, I try to keep most of them private because I figure, well, people are paying, so they probably want sure. to have just for themselves and not give people a free show. You know what I mean? Well, you are, but you're, you know, you're pretty legendary for living life the way it should be. Like, you know, your reputation here is obviously an incredible football player, and but then, you know, you also knew that life is short, man. Go have fun. You know, you put Longhorn yeah. on the front of your car, you open a bar Absolutely. down on the boulevard. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you know. Life's about balance, right? I think you got to have fun. you got to realize, you know, someone told me a long time ago, life's too short to have bad days. And I just kind of live, live by that motto. Um, you know, but they don't tell you is when, you know, when you have kids, it, it's, it's stressful because then all you do is worry about their lives. I bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, um, but no, that's, that's, yeah, I just try to have fun. You know, try to give back good in this world. And, uh, you know, I, I truly believe much is given, much is expected. 
uh, and I'm, I'm always humbled. And so I, I always, I never, I played a game for a living. And I think I understood that mentality uh, very clearly from a young age that, you know, I didn't make me better than anybody. Or, or if I tried to ever act like that, my, my old man would probably whoop me. Um, sure. Yeah, I just tried, I tried to just, you know, have fun. Um, and now as I get older and you, and you, you, and you mature and stuff like that, you know, you're still trying to have fun, trying to set a good example for your kids, trying to enjoy others around you, help where you can help. Uh, that's obviously why we have our foundation. We feel strongly about helping veterans. Um, and I was just at, and I was just at like Salvation Army event. So it's like, you know, we, any, I like to support anybody that's out there doing good, you know, living right and, um, and, and having fun. I think, you know, what did you say? Last year is the best medicine. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing that people don't know is, you know, when you truly help somebody, like just because it feels good, it does. It, to the point where I've tried to explain to people, I go, man, just go do it. Do it for the right reasons. And I'm telling you what you're going to feel almost is it almost feels selfish because I will tell you it makes me to do the right thing and to try to help somebody. I will tell you, I feel that I get more out of it personally than, than even they do because I feel 100%. better about my life. 100%. I tell the people all the time, I, say, I actually get more out of our recipients than they probably than I give to them. Uh, just hearing their stories is, is, is humbling. I think I think that's what, and especially in today's world, right? People need to be, not, you know, you need to be knocked down a peg or two. But yep. people need to take a step back and realize it ain't always, always about you. Right. Um, and I think, you know, I think people miss that. And, and people get caught up in that daily grind or that, you know, whatever, whatever society tells them, you know, here we are getting all deep. Uh, but it is, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's, you know, you look at, you look at social media posts and all these, it's, yeah. you know, it's the world of selfies, right? Everything's self-related, narcissistic related. And, and sometimes, you know, that's why I like to celebrate people doing it, how they have nonprofits. Um, as long as they're running them correctly, it doesn't matter what they're, what they're supporting. Like you said, go, the greatest thing we can ever give is our time. Sure. And, uh, so going to help people out less fortunate. Um, I, I, yeah, if you do it correctly for the right reasons, you should get more out of it than actually what you're giving. Because it's true. It should make you feel good. It should it should give you a sense of like, oh wow, belonging and, and, and a greater sense of being. So Yeah. yeah I, I, I believe it. To do it. Jared, I, I, I if you're just joining the show, the great the legendary Jared Allen's with us. And I couldn't concur more. And I'll take it even a little deeper and then we'll jump. But it, it, it the the hole that everybody's trying to fill up with either fame or success or money or booze or broads or drugs or whatever they're trying to keep getting back to to try to make themselves feel whole, that's about the only way I've ever found to fill the hole up was to just be try to help others because it makes you feel like, ah, now I get what our purpose is in this life. Now I understand. Yeah, you know, I what mean, we're here uh, for. Not, exactly. We always call it, you know, as faithful people, we call it the Jesus hall, right? People <laughs> yeah, the Jesus yeah, hall. sure. Um, and, and the reality is, you know, as a man of faith, that, that's where I get it from. It says to, to the greatest gift we have is love, right? And that's Without all you do when you're helping people. So it doesn't matter where you stand in this world. It doesn't, doesn't take faith, doesn't take any strong act just to love other people. And, uh, and when you're doing kindness, that's what you're spreading. I think, you know, people people can understand that, that you know, sometimes the greatest joy you get is to bring joy to others. Yeah, and, and what we're talking about is the fact you guys can jump on Cameo, have Jared Allen do it for you, for a friend, for your, your parents, whoever loves him. Uh, and, you know, because you think about, you know, with the Chiefs till, what, for three years of the Vikings – you know the Bears and the Panthers. You're in the uh, uh, the Minnesota. They put you in the um, with the Ring of Honor this year. Yeah, I just got surprised with that. So that was fun. That was uh, that was a good little surprise. I, it's, uh, you know, Congratulations! I was, like, I was like, I was like, man, if my wife and kids walk around the corner, I'm gonna start crying in front of all these guys, and then my reputation's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the craziest part. I love this so much, dude. You were known as just being a monster, just a monster on the field. The fact that you then decided, and you're great at it. You were going to be a professional curler. <laughs> Curling, yes. Yeah, yeah, I got that. We're doing actually. My 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 new team is coming out here. We're uh, 
we're going all in for this next four years. I'm actually got the guys out and they're, they're curling full time. We're raising or but you know, paying them to curl. That's so without collecting sponsorships, awesome. I'm going to cover until the sponsorships roll in, of course. But um, we're going to, uh, yeah. I, just, I, yeah. I talked to my buddy Jason, who skips our team, and I was like, hey, how legit? Like, give me my, give us, give me a, like realistic, legit odds of, of us doing this thing if all we do is curl. And he was like, dude, if, if we don't have to work, all we do is curl every day. And he's like, we're being insanely good. I was like, done. So I hired. Uh, I've, had, I've had coaches come in from. You know, started with John Benton. Uh, he was he was a 2010 Olympian. I have uh, now I have Dave Jensen, who used to run the juniors program for USA Curling. He he's always coming out. Mark Bolger built the whole curling facility out here in Nashville. So yeah, I mean, we're all, we're all in, and uh, it's great. So, so we're gonna, uh, what do you, gonna now, what are you going to play? Because the lead throws the rock d- down, and then so everybody throws two rocks. Okay. So everybody throws two rocks. Your skip calls in the house. Right now, I'm playing either lead or second. We'll kind of see how figure how it plays out. Um, and then after you throw, your job is to sweep the face off, you know? So, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're at. And I think we have a good team. I got Don Markey. He was a, uh, he was a 2018 bronze medalist, uh, actually with Switzerland. And now he's playing here in the States. Uh, and then Hunter Clausen coming out of Minnesota as well. So, uh, we're excited about our team. We're excited about where we're going. We, we, like I said, they literally move out in two weeks and it's, it's, it's full tilt. And, uh, you know, goodness gracious! I'm not, sure the world, I'm not sure the world is ready I, oh. for me to become an Olympian. I can't wait! I can't wait! Are you kidding me? It's the only thing that would bring me to the Olympics to watch it. It's watch literally that. the only thing. Watch They're like, out Italy. Watch oh. out, Italy, dude! And so, did you? Did you just try it? Like you were like, haha, this will be funny. And then you're like, hey man, I think I'm good at this. I think I no. actually I like it. So you, you know how I am. Like so, anyways, I took a bet from a friend to become an Olympian. I chose curling. So once I chose it, you know, I'm all in. <laughs> And then my competitive spirit takes over where I, I'm never going to be the guy. Like, I might not be the best at something, but I will absolutely not be the worst, right? Right. I'll never be the reason, like, we lose at anything. Um, and so, yeah, so then, it you know. It was a bet. How a, much was the bet? Uh, I what is, uh, 50 grand, I think, like that, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. We were, we, were, we were having a few. We were having so it part, It's a longer story than that. It was a parlay of. Years ago, probably, uh, I don't know, let's call it eight years ago. I've been retired about on eight, so it was more than that. It was over 10 years ago <laughs> where um, me and my buddy were playing golf for my birthday, and you know, we're having a, few, having a few drinks on the golf course, and he starts running his mouth. And meanwhile, we're both shooting. That was the worst game ever. I think we're shooting like high 80s, low 90s at this point. It's terrible. It's terrible. And uh, I was like, dude, I'll bet you any any amount – that I make it, I give me three years after I retire, I can make a pro, I can make a PGA tour event. And he was like, You're just shot 92, like, not a chance, like, it's not happening. <laughs> he was like, I was like, Dude, you're missing, I'll get in on sponsors' exemption, right? Right. So he throws out, he throws out, I'll bet you, I'll bet you 100 grand, knowing farewell he doesn't have 100 grand that he could, he, he could bet. And I was like, Done, right? So this bet never really comes to fruition until. We're going into like my second year of retirement. So this bet was made like three or four years before I retired. So we're going to my second year of retirement, playing in the Tahoe golf tournament out there, that you know, American Century thing. And I'm not having the greatest round. And he looks at me and he goes, You have no chance of making a PGA tour event. He's like, You might as well you might as well pay that hundred grand now. And I was like, But you can't expect me to pay something if you can't if it was like put the money in escrow and then you know, right. I said I still got another year. So then we get back to our house in, in Arizona. We're hanging out, having a barbecue, and we started talking. And my financial guy got involved and was arguing with him that the bet should be null and void because he didn't, he have, didn't have to back funds, it up. He didn't have the funds to cover it in escrow, right? Right. 
So um, we're out by the fire pit, and I just watched Eddie the Eagle, right? And I was, he was like, so we, I, we could, I convinced him to, you know, basically let's, let's parlay this and let's switch this thing up a little bit. We'll take the same bet, but now I get to become an Olympian, right? And, you know, I told him, I was like, you, you say the number again that you think you can afford. So he threw out the arbitrary number of 50 grand, which I'm pretty sure it's going to be $5. It doesn't matter. The better the bet, right? Right, right. Um, I, don't, I don't care what. It could be 25 cents. The fact that he's going to have to pay me that someday is what I'm going to get great joy out of. Oh, um, it's so great. So, uh, so he throws out another arbitrary. Again, I think, you know, a court of law might not hold up. He might have. He yeah. might have had a few more cocktails than everybody else. <laughs> oh no, you're gonna—he's gonna pay. Like this is because so, uh, there's no way so, you're not gonna do so he this. He throws it out, and then you know I was able to finagle with my solid negotiating skills. There wasn't really a time limit on there. Was no time limit ever set. So, long story short, I get that. I started doing some research. We're terrible. You know, we weren't very good at curling badminton. There's a laundry list of things we haven't done. Right? I was like, oh, badminton, game on. So I signed up for USA <laughs> badminton, like. Um, we ended up moving to Nashville in this process, and I, you know, I talked to Bolger. I'm like, hey, bro, you want to do like badminton? You're trying to make the Olympics in badminton? He was like, yeah, sure. So I'm picturing in my mind, you know, like freaking average Joe's gym over here. We're just right. going to go, you know, go through the qualifying process. We're going to go beat up on some like middle school kids and some senior citizens. <laughs> and, uh, but we start right, watching some right. badminton videos, and I'm no. like, I don't think I can move like this. No, no, These they're good. They're like, crazy. Reflexes, right? yeah, I'm like, yeah. holy crap. So we, we'd say, oh, that's only two years. You know, let's go Winter Olympic style. Uh, we have four years to do that. We choose curling. At that time, we had no, you know, we, we I think we'd want a bronze medal. That was it. Um, so I'd already started the process of getting a team together, getting coaches, getting, trying to find ice time, learning how to do this sport. I'd obviously never done it before. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, Schuster goes on this incredible run. They win gold. I look like the world's biggest prick by coming out and saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to go, you know, we have the Olympics at curling because we suck at curling. And like, we just went at gold. I'm like, oh, yes, we did. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it backfired, but I was, already, I was already in. I was already in the pool, right? You, you, you got to swim at this point. Yeah, okay. so, What's um, the average age of the Olympic curler? Uh, like 40. So, you, know, so uh, yeah. and you're already a great athlete. So you're in shape. And the guys, I'm sure you're going to get other athletes to go with you. And yeah, well, yeah. So everybody's in great shape. And like I said, I had, I had a football team at first, right? All football players, um, which is fine for the physical side, but you realize there's, there's, it's like chess, right? You know, a checkers player isn't going to come over and just all of a sudden dethrone the world's best chess players. So right. I was like, all right, I need to make some strategic you need a moves guy, here. Right. So I need to make some strategic moves. We got Jason Smith, who was on the 2010 Olympic team. So there, right, now I, I just, I just, I just, you know, sharpened our, our shortened, I should say, our learning curve from that standpoint because he's been doing it forever. Yeah. Uh, then the pandemic hit, right? Currently, kind of got you know disbanded, except for you know teams for points wise, you know, that were already there. So I got asked to play on a couple of on a different team. Had some great experience. Got to go to another nationals. Got to go to uh, you know qualifying for for the Olympic trials. But we lost in the quarterfinals, and then that team kind of disbanded. Currently, a lot of a lot of changes always every year. And uh, so then I was like, all right, who's them? And so we, me and Smitty, kind of strategically put our okay. our uh, our team together. And and, and so you know, I was like, hey, if we're gonna do this, we got to go full tilt. You guys need to quit your jobs, move to Nashville, and uh, <laughs> he's crazy and, bastard. And let's do this. And they said yes. So I was like, all right, those are the so, type of people I want to grow with. <laughs> so 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 when. <laughs> When do you find out? Like when are the when do you go to uh, find out? You know the Olympic hopeful. Like when do you, when do you? Well, it'll be like three years. So, three right, years. so what is it? Twenty twenty six. So okay. that twenty twenty five. So actually February 
I think the Olympic Games are in February 2026, so the trials will be in, like, you know, November, December, or somewhere like that of 2025. So right now it's kind of a point, you know, getting back in as the world, you know, starts to come back together here again. It'll be um, a lot of, you know, trying to just, just trying to gather, gather points now. So like, you know, short-term goals will be trying to qualify for nationals here, Yep. you know, without having to go through play downs, uh, then win nationals, you what? know, and stuff like get current points. And then we'll have a time. I think they take like, they take the top point lead, like the top eight, I think it is. Um, and then you go to the Olympic trials, you know, and whoever wins that tournament, it's just one tournament. Whoever wins, just go to the Olympics. Tell me this. Are you better at throwing the stone, pushing the stone, or are you better at sweeping? Well, just physically, I'm obviously better at sweeping. But uh, are, are you super fast? Because that's the game, right? Like, you got to do it fast. you got to warm the ice well, and make a pass. It's a combination of some people think friction, velocity is more important, versus uh, other people think the amount of weight and pressure that you're putting on that you're actually kind of trying to carve the ice. So you got to find that combination. And it is a absolute lactic acid burn. You're just like, I oh bet. my goodness. Uh, but yeah, but I like to I like to fancy myself that I can I can throw I can make I can make any shot I need to make. Uh, you are I think that's 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 what uh, I think that's what people have been impressed with the career community is that I think they thought we were coming in kind of as a gimmick, but once people saw the work and effort and you know the no, time we put in, and again, my I I'm competitive, so I'm never going to be the worst. So that's why I mean I've been practicing all summer, all you know, even after our last uh, when we kind of got our team before we had our team fully figured out. I'd already you know hired new coaches to come out and. Um, <laughs> Do your say, friends oh, just like, stare at you, Jared? I mean, I feel like your wife. Yeah, like, well, my wife. My wife probably thinks I'm a little bit crazy. She, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do it in a good way. Obviously, I you know my family always comes first and uh, and stuff like that. But I yeah, she. That. I got the support of them, so I go all in. But yes, I think sometimes she. Hey man, listen. <laughs> I, I bet you she <laughs> she already knows what I can already tell, which is downtime is your enemy. Like I would believe your trouble starts in your world when you don't got nothing to do. Like, no, actually, so that's weird though. Like people think that all the time, but I genuinely love doing nothing. Right? See, like, I can't. I can't do nothing. Yeah, I have to do I, something. I, I actually am probably like the most social antisocial person. You know, it's like if I go somewhere and I have to be a part of something, yeah, I'm going to have fun and do it. But I, I can just as easily live in my own world and, you know, with my family. Uh, typically, like, even my friends are like, hey, you know, I like golfing by myself. Uh, I like doing a lot of things by myself, you know. Well, yeah, and, I don't mind doing stuff by myself, but I got to do something. Yeah, I can't. got to do something, yeah. No, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I just, you know, gardening. I, I, I mow my, I, I mow all my, we have, you know, I mow, I'm like Brett Favre. I'm over here mowing lawns three days a week. Dude, that's uh, you know what? So I have thirty acres. This place called Disgraceland, and I have this weird fetish. And I hate mowing my yard at my house, but I'll go out there with the zero turn and I'll I'll mow yeah. the big pasture. And I'm just it feels good. I'm like straight line, straight line, straight line. Turn around, yeah. straight line, straight line. <laughs> Listen to music, sipping whiskey. By the end, the lines are not that straight, but it's, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's just it's like man. Sometimes you just got to some mat work. You know what I mean? Yeah, just brainless. I just like I just love yeah. the brainless nature of it. It makes it's yeah. I totally get that, man. It is nice. Throw on some good tunes, get yeah. on the tractor, and just start driving around. Yep. Dude, if you're just joining uh, the show, Jared Allen's with us, and uh, he's on Cameo. And the Cameo, the money goes to help his charity, the Wounded Warriors, and uh, and and build homes for these guys. And you know, just because I do want to touch on this real quick, Jared, because I think it's such a, a worthy and important thing. You know, we live in a world where a lot of our guys have gone and fought wars, and they've served in this country, and we promised them that we would take care of them when they came home, and we yeah. haven't. And we haven't lived up to that. And thank God for guys like you 
who uh, who do care. And I'm telling you, man, I, I think the stuff you're doing, you know, people throw around the term patriotic and freedom and this and that too easily. If you really yeah. love these guys, you would fight as hard as you guys like you do for their rights and for the, to help them. The most important thing you can do is support them when they come home. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. You know, that's kind of when, when, when we saw the gap in adaptive housing was brought to our attention. Um, we dove into it. And, you know, I think the best part about the best part about, um, you know, the foundation and everything like that and what we do and, and just anybody that, that gives back, like I said, especially our veterans is it doesn't matter. You know, when I got back from the USO tour, that was kind of the take. It doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. If you're, right. You know, pro war. It, do, it doesn't matter. It has we nothing all to do take with advantage. It. We all take advantage of the freedoms that this country offers. Yes, we do. And the men and women that that provide those freedoms for us, you know, we have we have. I mean, we have an obligation yes, to make sure that they that they get their slice of the American dream. You know, and 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 you know, I tell people all the time. I said, if the one thing that you take from you, you know, you don't. Have, it doesn't have to be a financial thing. It has to be the right to sit at home and bitch. Yep. Without being without having punishment for it, the right to like the simple task. It doesn't take any. Effort. They're just our human rights that we get from living in this country. I mean, that is something that you should you should want to stand up and defend and and, and defend those who defend them. That's right. Uh, you know, I think people forget that we're a volunteer, you know, military. Of course. You know, I think people forget that it's it's people that you've never met that are out there because they genuinely believe in what this country is about. You know, um, and yeah, for me, so I, you know, for someone who obviously has taken great advantage of what this country is offering. I've got to live out my dream and I've got to, you know, literally do everything I've wanted to do in my life. Uh, and, and I come from a long line of military veterans. So uh, no, I couldn't never, agree more, man. And, and that's the thing. So I think it, it doesn't matter, you know, what you're supporting, whether it's homes, whether it's homelessness, whether it's, you know, giving time, whether it's, it's just saying, it thank you when you see someone wearing a hat, picking up a meal. I mean, it is our, as citizens of this country, I mean, it is it is our obligation it to to make sure that those who are defending our rights are, are taken care of, and and unfortunately, there's there's gaps in, in what the government does for our men and women when they get back, and that's where nonprofits step in and um, and and fill those gaps, and and so yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you know a lot of people you know try to characterize the military, you know, it you know. Yeah. Like, either love them or hate them at times. Yeah, see, it's, it's super ground. simple for me. They're human beings yeah. who went over and served our country, and they come back yeah, and they and need even help, if, and that's the end of that. It, yeah. Yep. And when you and when you get to see the, the daily sacrifice, I mean, you take take the take the the weaponry out of it, right? And you just see, you know, a mother who hasn't talked to her kids, and and you know, maybe she has to fight to them every you know two weeks, be you know, because she's overseas for fourteen months, and, and you get you know, depending on where you're where you're at, sure. um, let me. Listen, we got we got hooked up when I was over there in USO tour. We got the nice places, and I still had sand in all my crevices. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I know a bunch of friends who've done the USO yeah, stuff, and man. You see, and you see the, you just see, like I said, the little, the little sacrifices of like, oh crap, man, like our the, the things you take for granted on a daily basis, they give up. Um, their family, nice they're family. Yeah, exactly. the most precious yeah. thing we have is time, right? And and they yep. and we took their time just yep, for that. Sure. We owe them, but not to mention the, the, keeping us safe. Yeah, one of the, we have a lieutenant colonel that sits on our board, and uh, he told me he said the United States will always be the road team. Yeah, so they never come here. We'll always fight on the road. Right? I hope we'll so. Always go, we'll always go over and, so. and, and, and keep the fight to them. And I think that's something again we take for granted of, right? Uh, yeah. We realize, you know, you look at look at what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, oh, dude, it's, it's, it's all bad. Terrible, but. You know, our men and women they decide to go over there, so we don't have to have that on our doorsteps. That's and, a fact. Uh, 
No, dude, listen. Yeah, yeah. I, you're preaching to the choir with me. I couldn't because I'm yeah, one of those. I'm, I'm a pretty a political guy. I'm a, I'm a human guy. Like I'm humanity yeah, sure. is my most important thing. And uh, you take care of the right people. Capitalism is 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 you know is real, and that's what keeps us strong. And these soldiers, are the guys who keep us safe, and they're just the way it is. And we can all argue all we want, but but that's just the way it is. Can't even argue because facts are just facts. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Look, I love you, man. Uh, Anytime you're welcome here, Jared. Anytime the great Jared uh, Allen, I cameo. It, man. I, I, anytime I'll come on. Anytime I'll be on time. Next time I'll be on time. <laughs> Listen, you're just a great. You're just a fun guy to talk to, man. Like, and I knew you would be. I, like, I knew you're going to be great because because you're an interesting guy in real life. You're an interesting guy, you know, in an interview. You're just you're living. You know what you uh, you wear your legend well. well I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, but thanks for having me on, and. Uh, Again, hopefully we can just inspire people to be awesome. Anytime. Anytime, man. Anytime you want. Hold on. I'm going to put you on with Jake real quick. Hey, talk to him. Make sure he's let him know. that Give him my number. Just whatever he wants to do. I like that guy. It's a good interview. He's, yeah, he's really good. He's good and crazy. He's he's exactly how I always look at people and go, man, I, you know, uh, not that my opinion matters, but I think mm-hmm. we should all live well. And that means kind and being giving. And, and smiling and going out and do stuff mm-hmm. and have your enjoyment. Like, just try to live, man. This is, everybody's waiting for like this great reward. Yeah. And I'm like, you better live today, jerky. Like, yeah. it ends quick. It goes yeah, fast. It don't, I don't know why you take life so seriously. Nobody gets out alive. It's good to see him giving back yeah, well, and understand the importance of time. You know, I, I, even the term giving back, I always go, eh, you know, because you know, you do charity work. Yeah. It isn't, to me, it's not even giving back. I'm like, it's it's a it's hard to explain, but anybody who's ever really decided I'm going to get into this, I'm going to work hard to really try to make something different in somebody's life knows that if you're lucky enough that it works out and you really do help change the trajectory of somebody's world, no matter what it is, it's not it's not giving back. You're you're taking. I mean, it just it just is. It's almost like we talk about. It's almost like a selfish thing because dude, you're going to walk away feeling better about yourself than you did before you started. Right. So it is to me, it's, it's never a sacrifice. I'll tell you, uh, if, if you can find the time and it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is, anything, anything, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Animals, people, old people, helping people, feeding people, paying people, like whatever it is, do something good because somebody needs it. Not because you want something out of it. And I promise you what you're going to get out of it is more than you ever expected. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.